Hey, superstars, you beautiful people. I hope you're all having a spectacular day. Welcome to another episode of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Today's episode uh, is with one of my very good friends, James Longhurst. Uh, James is someone who's been on the podcast a couple of times, featured very early on, uh, potentially episode three. Um, We also had a chat uh, pre-seven-week escape to South America. We had a little bit of a, a conversation, would have been in Feb now, about what that trip meant to us, uh, why we decided to do it, and what we were kind of expecting from it. And, and this conversation today uh, is kind of a, a little follow-up to that. It's It's been a big couple of years for both of us. Um, we've both kind of hit a few milestones in business and in life. Um, so yeah, today's today's conversation was a little dive into that, a little dive into achievement, kind of what we're what we're still trying to achieve, but also a look back and a, a bit of an appreciation of what we have what we have achieved and what actually has happened, um, and and all the cool people we've met and all the cool things that have happened along the way. Uh, we also dove into our seven weeks in South America and and kind of what we experienced and. If any of you guys are looking to head to that type, that part of the world, you know there's probably a, a few little gems for you in this next episode. Uh, if you do enjoy it, if you have been enjoying the podcast, please hit us up with a review, uh, ideally a five-star, one of those things. That would be spectacular. The more people that we could have listening to these conversations, um, the more impact we can make, the better place the world becomes, hopefully, ideally. Um, if you can subscribe as well, um, even shoot this or a previous episode to someone you love, someone you think might get a little bit out of it, that would be incredible. Here it is. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Good boy. Voyager. We're, We're back. Back at my place. Hey, your place. The fresh digs down at uh, in the new side down in Cannonook. Yeah, it's been a big year. Mm. When was the last time you were on? Uh, before we went overseas, mate. Before we went and yeah, went to the other side of the world. Checked out how life was leaving our shop in the hands of our <laughs> trusting staff and yeah. team and spoiled ourselves. It was spoiled uh, ourselves rotten. Properly spoiled ourselves. When was it? It was March, start of yeah, March. March and April. Six yeah. Weeks. Yeah. Wild trip. Yeah. That one was a good one. And uh, yeah, basically, mate, big year. Your third, my fourth. Yeah. Birthdays. Yeah. Birthdays. How, how, how good is like little milestones like that? Just being able to kind of stop for a second and go, and it's pretty cool. So it's, uh, it's insane what you can yeah. actually accomplish in three or four years. Yeah, I needed it. I the the trip, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've been going. Like you've I, been going pretty hard. Yeah, I had definitely been committed 
100% to growing Voyager mm. and um, probably for a solid, yeah, three years. And I guess I took the risk. I was fortunate I had two weddings, right? One in South America at the start of the year, one in Ireland at the second half of the year. Yeah. And um, I was like, I know that I'll be able to get out of there and leave it in the hands of the team and let it keep rolling on, organically get those orders through and mm. um, stay alive. Yeah. So blessed to have been able to leave for 12 weeks this yeah, year. That's pretty huge. Yeah. But tell you what, if I hadn't of... I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been charged up to come and knock a hole in that wall over there and <laughs> build a second print shop. This is my actually. This is my third print shop. There was the garage. There's there was the print shop next door, and now this beautiful shop, which is nice and light, nice and clean, and um, everything's working out sick. The team's killing it, and I just um, I just feel so stoked because I've had my yeah, just my my dreams. To, to build this shop in here and, and, and take over this whole property for for Voyager and for myself and yeah. um, it's just stoked. I'm so stoked ever since I knocked that hole down and life's changed. And you said you said it like early on when I first met you. You're like, that shop there? You pointed to it and you're like, that shop there? I'm going to turn that into oh, yeah. my second print shop. Yeah. What what's what was it like? Like, go like take yourself back like three, four years <clears throat> what mindset did you have and like what did you like create in your in your mind and how'd you fucking pull it off oh I just just love it I guess it's like climbing a mountain mate one, one step at a time <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm a bit of a maniac when I want to take on goals yeah you know I, I just sort of bit of, bit of all or nothing <laughs> bit of like go big or go home yeah I don't know I think yeah like through my 20s you know that I, I didn't have much direction I was sort of just meandering through and whatever and um, I guess when you see an opportunity like that, you go, let's push everything towards it just mm. in case it opens up. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just put my foot to the floor and, and made sacrifices. And um, even when the transition came, I was very, uh, I was trying to stay pretty composed and not, not, not tread on anybody's feet too much like the guys who were here before. And, you know, the real estate, whoever's in charge of the joint, just... Um, just try to make the right moves because obviously you know like you can have desires in life but they're they're not you they're not going to come man like they may it not, doesn't just happen it doesn't just happen man you gotta <clears throat> and it might never work yeah. out so i just tried and listened to the omens listened to whatever guidance i needed and yeah um yeah i guess like when you say look back a few years ago when i first checked out this property i just saw potential man i just saw you gotta have a vision yeah i saw it and i was like let's do this it's going to be hard it's going to be a, a, a monster but let's do it you know and so it's been sick man it's been built now for probably a month or two yeah it's and, just rolling and, and I'm enjoying it thoroughly man like me and Cam are printing together like weapons and just getting to know, know our new routines and where tools are and like yeah. I love my trade yeah. so much and That's so good. doing it here in this shop and just getting to know it, like I still feel like I haven't peaked, you know, production-wise and and print quality-wise. Um, well, maybe not quality, but just print efficiency, print shop efficiency. I just don't feel like I've peaked, and so it's um, super exciting to get to know how to work in here. And um, just can't wait for Josh Brown to come and paint some shit on the <laughs> white bare walls, eh? I didn't bring a shout out, Bell, but shout yeah. out, shout out to Brownie. You got a bell now. 
Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, haven't you seen the bell? No, boy. Oh, it must be, yeah. Shout it's been out, a, well, March was a long, March was a long time yeah. ago. It just goes ding. Oh, sick. Um, use, yeah, the word, use that word sacrifice. Like, it's really easy for people that haven't necessarily achieved something to look at someone who's successful and kind of go, oh, you know, they must have had it easy or they just rolled through it or they just rocked up and it happened for them. Oh, they get like, offended sometimes yeah. too. They like think you're arrogant or whatever. And it's like, well, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> um, I worked hard. If you can't see that and appreciate it, I ain't got time for it. Mm. Um, so and it's so in, like, and it's not, ha- it's hard for anyone to know the story and like really know the sacrifices and stuff. Can you like paint a little picture? You want me to a little sacrifice picture? You like, want me to paint a picture? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, just my life has been uh, somewhat empty. Uh, for the first couple of years, you know, very little social life, um, reasonably unhealthy um, home lifestyle, um, no holidays and stuff. Yeah. But like inside, like in my heart and soul, I've just felt um, really fruitful. Yeah. Because you're working on something. You work building something. My brain thinks about this task or this build, yeah. and I'll go once it's done. Like, I'm, I'm on my way. Like, I'm heading down a road, and I keep, like, gathering things up as I go. So, Voyager, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's the picture, bro. Yeah. You just walk yeah. down the path, keep picking up things as you go, and I was just so focused on myself. And um, I had to realise that, you know, like I said, if there was a bit of a sacrifice in social life and in, um, you know, lifestyle... It was all for the, the greater the greater good, man. It was um, it was like it took a while, but it was in the scheme of things, it was short term. Yeah, short term. Yeah, I was so self involved, so self obsessed, and I think that's fine as long as you're not being rude to anyone else. I fucking loved just shutting the door to the world at 27, 28 years old, and just going, I'm just gonna do this for me, for my future, and just work on myself now yeah you know and you fucking hate yourself sometimes and then you love yourself sometimes so you're in a real strong battle it's really really deep it's really spiritual so um sort of you said you like you listen to omens like that spirituality like was that just like listening to the to the things that come up the universe brings up and just following them to the signs yeah i love that i respect that so much intuition as well knowing what when not to do something yeah you know i got that mad mural out the front there but no no signs on the roof you don't say it doesn't say t-shirts in here uh, it should but it will soon yeah at some point uh, just, <laughs> one, one thing at a time <laughs> i'm a perfectionist and i haven't finalized the designs but you know it's been fine because most people who come past and walk in they're sort of only they're only after something small and we can't really accommodate small things like that and we've yep. had major customers like yourself and um, you know whoever else you might know who's water and big you want to accommodate that man look after yeah. them so you just try to like you know keep a low profile somewhat but um, I don't know how to explain the whole listen to omens listen to your intuition thing I've just been doing that for, for decades Yeah. you just got to open your ears open your mind instead of um, I don't know just being so forceful out there in life have a listen and um and just go go with you, go with it, you know. Learn like to fly, sort of with what you think is right. Follow yeah. your heart and stuff, and um, that's pretty much it. I got a pretty good practice at that, so we probably took some practice. <laughs> and it's like you know, I think it's for a lot of a lot of people, it's it's hard to like the path that if you follow your heart, that path you have to take is fucking hard. Like it's it. it the sacrifices but it pays you back immensely 
like you know being able to go away for three months a year effectively mm. and it's hard for people who are in a group where their group of friends don't really get it they're like oh yeah. shit now I want to listen to my heart now I want to do something you know against the brain I've got to turn away from this, you know, group of people that keep me sort of feeling like family or whatever. I don't know, but mm. when you when you do it, you go inward, man. You go solitary, right? So you're on your own level, on your own channel, and uh, that can be fun and all. But as long as you're willing to be uh, accept yourself and be mm. happy with yourself, go do that, and you'll succeed. You know, the pot of gold won't be right there in your fingertips, but <laughs> you'll always be heading towards it. You know, yeah. and that's a good enough feeling. So as long as you're doing what you enjoy. Yeah, we've, like I can see you still love printing t-shirts. Fuck yeah. Which is the cool part. And yeah, you still love... see that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got pr- like pride in your place, right? Like pride pride in your environment, your space and... I had to clean it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. A lot. I had to clean it up a bit. What are you most proud of? My staff. That's cool. Yeah. When I watch them do the work and I'm like, fuck yeah, I taught you how to do that. That's great. You know, and I look at the... Hey, we've done that job, or hey, this turned out. I'm just like, great. I'll hear myself say it lately. Yeah. Just great. That's done great. Like, you know, it's a huge thing to um, to bring amateurs or students in. Yeah. And teach them. You know, I'll show you how to do this task. And Apprentices. Then, yeah, and then off they go, and you're watching you send back, and you're watching them go, and you're like. I built that I took I made this up in my head and then I started doing it and then I gave it to you and you got or you figured it out and now it's in your head and now you're doing it yeah and um when it's fun that's the best that's probably what I'm most proud of man yeah because like those boys have got good jobs yeah they're happy and they've got good life skills responsibility and uh, good qualities um, in that, you know, they've got to take responsibility for their actions. They're part of the process. You know, we've got there's a team of four, yep. and they'll be like, "Okay, I'll handball onto him. He'll handball onto him, and we'll handball it through." And you know, it won't be me as the boss going, "You fucked that up. That's no good." It might be someone else in the team go, "Hey, you've done that wrong. This isn't like you know. We all just work together." So. Yeah. So you're creating that team of leaders. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. It's not just like, "Hey, rock up, do what you're told," and there's a paycheck at the end. <laughs> you know. The, yeah. This, this shop's here for a long while, man, and. Um, you know, those guys might have little grommet apprentices of their own in a couple of years. We might be busy enough that we might that we'll have to. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd that, like a, I'd like efficiencies to be up a, <laughs> around nine or ten before I do. But, uh, but it's always that constant, like looking at how it works, fixing little you know chinks and and just ironing out over and over and over again been having some pretty good meetings with the guys lately yeah having little discussions just running through right remember how I've, we've we've learnt all this and remember how you've been coming in and they're your tasks alright let's just go through it one by one from start to finish you know revise yeah. and just go okay well this is a problem that's happening what are the solutions you know as a mm-hmm. boss and a leader you really got to be um, willing to come off as a jerk <laughs> If not as long yeah. as you're compassionate it's like yeah. don't feel like I'm hounding you yeah. this is a problem and then how do we solve it and then well, if you give them the yeah. tools to go ahead and well it's that direct communication right like yeah. it, it gives gives them the it gives feedback straight away for one it gives them you know a problem that they've got to solve and if you, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than having people not give it to you straight and just kind of yeah. beat around the bush and kind of say You've got oh, no time for that yeah well that's exactly <laughs> it we're busy people yeah we look at like elite teams, like 
they have those conversations day in, day out, over and over again. That's why they're elite. Oh, yeah, I'm a footy coach. <laughs> Good. Good. Talk. So, there you go. So, Virtus, I remember when we were overseas, you were on the laptop a lot, having a lot of cool meetings. I remember you snuck off to the hostels and jumped on your laptop with the bunk bed up above you, having little chats with Coops. Yeah. That was pretty cool. You were pretty enthusiastic about running your shop from overseas. Yeah, and it was, it was cool, I guess. You know, you guys deal with people, you deal with T-shirts. We deal directly with people, so it was really interesting yeah. to, to have to kind of be taken another step away from that and have to basically go through our other coaches and the rest of our team and and you know we're still very much like that efficiency thing and that figuring out what we're actually trying to do and or, or not so much what we're trying to do but how we're actually trying to do it yeah. and working on that model and and that time away that six weeks of you know not being in there Oh, it was it was really cool because it, it I kind of look at it as like a helicopter view, right? Like you just fucking fly up there and you just hover above. Absolutely. You hover above yeah. your life. Well, we were at some pretty high <laughs> altitudes, weren't we? <laughs> and it, and it just gives you like perspective that you don't don't get, and like yeah. being in being on the peninsula or you know being in oh, our, your regular world. world. Yeah, and, and that. It kind of it shifted a lot of things for me, mm-hmm. and it shifted a lot of like what's important and where we're actually headed, and mm-hmm. and how I want it to run. And, and to be honest, like when we got back, like, mm-hmm. I had to make Tell a few that, I, like I had to make a few decisions that mm-hmm. were, were difficult decisions mm-hmm. and hard decisions. Um, things that maybe I wouldn't have made if I didn't have that same that same view distance. and distance. Mm-hmm. And like to be honest, we almost had to go backwards a little bit afterwards to go forwards yeah. I had to kind of go in chiller a little bit and, and, and tweak a few things and change a few things around how the business yeah. was structured and how the business was run and and it opened up you know the, the best part of that is that the the hard stuff is figuring out what holes you've got to fill and what holes you've got to fix yeah. and who's going to be the right people to fill that because like you know we look at it we, we've used the ship analogy as you have you know, so you should. Yeah, 100%. Like, we're on a voyage just like you are. And, and yeah. you know, is the ship... Yeah, we, we want a bigger boat potentially mm. down the track or, mm. you know, now, fuck, I don't know if I want that. I just want a better boat, mm. a boat that goes faster mm. rather than necessarily a bigger boat. But, mm. you know, is everyone in the right, you know, in the right roles on the boat? And if they're not, you know, should they be on the boat or should they not? Or do they actually want to be on the boat? Like, these are the things that you got to start asking yourself and... And it's hard because you're like I think you know you're always a direct reflection of your team. So when there's when you're struggling with something, and mm. you know everyone knows it, everyone sees it, everyone feels it, and yeah. then you've, you're dealing with people who are dealing with people. So it's you know if there's delicate. one if there's one yeah delicate's a good word for it. If there's one thing that we as humans don't understand well enough, it's people, <laughs> it's mm. ourselves, and then you add relationships and everything on top of that. Yeah, um, it, yeah it's it's a really cool. I've loved it this year because I've cool. felt more out of my comfort zone and more out of, yeah. more out of like, you know, or probably I've doubted myself in the last six months more than I ever have, and I, I love that because I, I understand how important it is. It's almost like you start learning about a topic, and you're like, okay, okay, I'm pretty fucking nailed down this topic, and then you realise, oh, there's more to learn, there's more to learn, and then you you get deeper. I look at it like an upside down funnel. 
right? So you got upside down funnel, you got that little tubey bit. That's when you start learning about a, a topic. You're like, oh yeah, this is fucking easy. Like I know it, I know it. And then you open up to that expanse of the funnel and you're like, holy shit, there is so much more to learn. Yeah. And I feel like my like self-awareness and ability to manage and lead and all those kind of kind of words, I'm, I'm getting better and I'm learning more, mm. but you start to realize how expansive that well, you've got to do it. Man. Is yeah. You have to do it. You built the business. There's no turning back now. You're responsible for human beings' health, and you're responsible for the health of the human beings who are coaching the human beings. In a way, <laughs> yeah. you know, you've got your team, and they've got to be. They've got to have it together. Mm. Trying to make people's lives better, health better, and yeah, it's always really interested me. Like, you know, I guess coming from a football background, how everyone's got their own individual kind of hopes and desires, and and dreams and and for those listening at home you're going to hear a train every couple of minutes but deal with it Metro it's, it's, yeah City Loop City Loop City Loop Frankston it's going to be a nice uh, nice little background noise I'm sure it is um, it's good it's good it makes you know that there's something going on out there yeah but there's other people doing different things mm. and that knowing that there's individual desires and goals and ambitions in amongst the team goals and desires and ambitions like you'd be the same with all mm. All your boys, they'd all have their own things they want to accomplish and, and achieve. And to help people, I guess, become more aware of what they want. That's, that's, and, and you figuring out what you want. And then mm-hmm. the, the needs and the, the wants of the business shift a little bit as well um, to kind of try and meet that. It's, it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting accumulation of, uh, of wants and needs. Because not everyone can win. Mm. No, not everyone can kind of get what they want all the time. I'll tell you what I gained about um, my business when I was away. What's that? I just thought, fuck it. <laughs> probably probably was, perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, I was like, I just was so far away from the shop and everything. I was like, everything's fine. Just relax, man. Like, mm. yeah. I mean, I've been so absorbed by it that you know, come well. When we first got there, we were both ringing the shop all the time. I was trying to hang on to the shop, and after yeah. a week, I was like, "Nah, this is all good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go travel." Yeah. And then, like towards even after, I was like, "Man, just just let let it do its thing." Mm. I've got my job, and I've got my responsibilities, and I've got expectations to work hard. Yeah. But you know, you tick those boxes. I was like, "This is how it's fine. The business yeah. is alive now. I've got to get out there and live." Yeah. Yeah. It, it's all. It, Definitely, and like I felt, I'm sure you felt the same thing. Like once you kind of do let go and do detach, mm. it runs more smoothly than if you kind of yeah. tried to hang on. Mm. What was, you know, what was that process like of, you know, week one kind of going, oh, shit, I got to, this has happened, this has happened. Oh, I don't know, man. I just, as I, the longer we were over there, you know, every day I sort of detached myself because I was like, the thing's not gonna fall apart. Worst case scenario, everyone goes home. Look, it's not working out. I'm here to, for the next five weeks. Just everyone goes home, there's no yeah. work. Sorry, we shut down, that's yeah. like that. But that never was gonna happen. And uh, I realized that and I thought, well, don't, don't worry, just it, it, my time here experiencing this is more important. Mm. Yeah. And um, it was it was like, at the start it was odd, hey, we. It's a weird feeling. We got there. Mm. We, uh, we rocked up in Santiago and we sort of stayed in the ghetto a bit, eh? Yeah. And, um, you know, like at the end when Sasha was showing me his photos of Santiago, he's like, I love that place, man. 
<laughs> Dude, I didn't see anything good there. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just like hiked through the city. I know. And then we would just keep looking at things. We, just, we were so out of our comfort zones. Like, yeah. We weren't sure, sure what to do. It, it was cool. It was, it was really interesting because we had like, obviously the wedding like a week in or a couple yeah. of days in. Yeah. So we just sort of killed time for a couple mm. of days. We got down to where the wedding was and yeah. then we saw all my friends and stuff. And, and that's when it started to get a bit more fun. But mm. I remember those first couple of days, we were both just like, here we are, let's just go for a walk. Yeah, and we, just, we just basically went... You didn't do any research, we were so no. busy, remember? Like, yeah. I, booked that, I booked that hostel like a week before we got there and the yep. Airbnb at Pichalemu where the wedding was. Yeah. And it was like, uh, we're booked, dude, we're safe. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are yeah. uh, set for the first week. And we were running so hard to try and make sure that by the time we left, we're actually mm. ready to go. And, like, that probably helped alleviate some of those stresses that we'd done so much work yeah. in, the, in the lead-up. Remember when but I pitched a limo and I got the wrong bus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna like I don't know, relive the trip a little bit it. for anyone that wants to go to South America. Now is the time to pay attention because it is uh, an yeah, incredible so we place. Got some pretty good tips. Yeah, man. like. I remember, I remember once, like that first Airbnb in Pichalimu mm. when we were trying. Cozy, wasn't it? It was. Oh, I loved Lovely it. Place. It was really nice. What was it called again? I think it was just called Surf Hostel. Surf Hostel, yeah. yeah. And, and the it, there was like didn't speak th- any English. Well, neither of neither of them did, ah, did they? A little bit. She was yeah, and they, yeah. Awesome. That that was really interesting. That was like, holy shit! Should have spent a little bit more time on Duolingo. Mm. And like you'd spent a bit more than me, so yeah, I was kind of relying on you. <laughs> Forgotten it all. I came back going, I'm gonna do Spanish lessons. I'd love to learn that language. A week later, you're like, nah, I forgot it all. <laughs> Going to Europe next, mate. They all speak English over there. Yeah, well, that helps. That helps. But yeah, that Pichalimu, and then we. Well, that was nice. That was that was beautiful uh, place. Llamas on the beach. Mm. And the beach was black. Yeah. yeah. Black sand. But it was volcanic. Like there was signs everywhere for evacuation point here because there's tsunamis hitting that joint. Well, yeah. Chile, yeah. East, west coast of uh, South America. Yeah. And a uh, beautiful wedding. Was, Had yeah. a good time with uh, Gaffy, Gaz. Um, loose. was loose. It was a fucking yeah, it was loose a very, wedding. It was a loose very little, fun few uh, days. Bucks night. We had a fire out the, out the front of one of the houses and um, we just got loose. Yeah. Good yeah. wedding. Gaff and Barb's. Celebrated that. Gaff is my mate from high school, so seeing him get married, just so proud. On the other side and, of the world um, was pretty cool. Yeah. And it was a bit of a, um, it was a, bit of a uh, dismal day for weather. But they um, just explained to the audience this was a beautiful wedding. It was at a restaurant that had a, um, you know, the courtyard out the back, and then it went down onto the beach. Smack bang on the. Uh, and uh, there was a big fire pit down down there. At night, we sat by it and had some drinks, and um, they got married right at the f- at the fence back there where the beach was. And yeah. So the there was this massive out. sunrise. Dude, oh, sunset. 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 As soon as they got married, as soon as the priest started doing his thing, and oh wow, there was this epic orange sunset, and um, just it was awesome. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that sun sunset was just immense. It was uh, like because the weather had been shit and we were yeah. a, bit, a bit worried. Like then we'd sat inside, played cards for a couple of hours. Yeah, that day. Yeah. Because yeah. we were like waiting for the sun to go out and just didn't, and then it just exploded. So. That was a... Uh, oh, yeah, we drank Pisco Sour. Damn. Was that in... Yeah, that was at the wedding. They had yeah, Pisco okay. Sour. Like, it was what is this? Pisco Sour. And then yeah. when we got to Peru, they were all like, no, no, our Pisco Sour is better. So that was our football team and our women. Like, <laughs> I sat around. We love it all the same. Yeah. 
But um, Pisco Sour, man, that's a delicious drink. But whoa, you do not know how much you're drinking. It's basically like drinking, you know, delicious apple juice. Yeah. And then four later, you're, you're upside down and pantsless, shirtless, shirtless. <laughs> it, was, it was outrageous drink, but... Good. And then we went to leave Pichalimu and, well, and old, mate, is, old mate booked the wrong bus, yeah, which I, was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but I booked the right bus. I booked the... The, the right bus, bus, wrong day. Yeah, <laughs> the Peru hot. Oh, oh mate, that I'm was... glad I found that. Yeah, Because yeah, we were sitting at that Airbnb, and it's probably the day of the wedding. We're like, okay, where are we going next? And you're like, I want to go to Ica. So like, okay, mm. cool. And we had our flight to Lima. Yeah. So, right? so I'm like, okay, let's get on in. Let's do the work. What, what are we going to do? I search on the phone. <laughs> Getting from Lima to Ica, and it was Peru Hop. Yeah. I was like, anyone listening, you're going over there, Peru Hop is sick. You get a wristband, you book online where you're going to pick you up, and you just get on the bus full of backpackers. Mm. They'll take you to one joint, you can get off, they'll recommend you where to stay. Yep. Then, then you'll meet up and that, you know, you you'll go out and party with them. You can stay for as long as you want, or you can get back on the bus. It's yeah, and you're pretty cool, buddy system. It was sick. So I was like, oh, check this out. Like, we can do this for a certain amount of like days, or like here's the prices. And we ended up just go, like, cool. Let's just get our ticket then. You were like, it sounds good. So boom, we booked those tickets, and then um, had the wedding a couple of days later. Off we went. Got on the wrong bus. I was pretty <laughs> concerned. That was pretty funny. We were like, cozied up to right at the oh, front. Mate, we had comfortable seats. We were going to watch through the double. Double yeah. windows right in front. We were just going to watch this whole thing. I started doing a time lapse. The, wor- the worst thing was they we realised, or they realised, because yeah, the guy yeah. kicked us out of our seats. Three or four stops down the road. Yeah, so we were like Shit. at the other end of town, and we had to go back to the bus stop. But two-hour bus ride, we could have ended up sitting in the aisle. Yeah, we asked. Or kicked off. We would have yeah. been kicked off. Yeah. Excuse me, this is my seat. Check this out. This seat says it's for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Um, but. Yeah, we ended up getting back to Santiago and then to Lima. jumped Lima on a plane. Lima was beautiful. It's an that, incredible uh, place. Yeah, the edge edge of the uh, edge of, feels like the edge of the world a little bit. Pretty modern city too. Got a lot of people out there doing fitness and you know being mm. healthy, working <laughs> corporate jobs. So many people running. Useful like, uh, city. Yeah, I yeah. It was it was a pretty cool place. Like. Mm. They're, um, all right, Lima was all right. Yeah. We started eating some good food. That was where, in yeah. Peru, Peru's food, epic. I haven't been everywhere in the world, but Peru's probably the best food I've eaten. Yeah. Just the whole thing. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. We'll what? break the ice here. I'm just going, no more veganism. You're done? Yeah. That trip was like, you have to eat. Yeah. You are... Hiking, yeah, well, you, you, had a cra- you had a crack for a week. Oh, like a day. <laughs> no, well, you're at the hostel and they hand you this platter and you're yeah. like, it's free. Yeah. You're on a budget, you've got yeah. to go do it. There was heaps of vegan places, right? Yeah. There, there, of are f- there are a few. Yeah, well, that's true. But I just was like, look, there's reasons why I, I was going vegan and there's reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing now. But uh, here it is, there's eggs there, there's a bang, fruits, salad, just eat it. whatever the fuck you said. So, yeah. um, came back, got a bit of added protein in the diet. Good. But, um, getting to that later. Yeah. Ethically, that, ethi- um, ethically sourced, truly. Part, yeah, I started archery. Good. And start getting out there, <laughs> going off grid, hunting <laughs> That'll happen. food. I've always wanted to live sustainably, man. Yeah. But, um, go, I had my reasons. Go mm. vegan, eat yeah. clean. Don't go to the factory farmed crap. Don't mm. do it. Well, it's it's good that you're uh, like a trip like that can kind of like, tw- like not change your beliefs, but okay. just tweak them slightly. And well, here we are, right? Talking food. Yeah. It was so just because the reason I'm bringing it up. 
that oysters. <laughs> Those oysters. <laughs> the first, the first thing we ate, basically the in first Peru, thing we ate in Peru, yeah. was it was these clams. They were clams. Yeah, they were clams with cheese and this mashed sauce potato. and mashed potato. Sauce. Fucking hell. I yeah. <laughs> I wake up some nights sweating just thinking about it. It's good. Yeah. All the food. And we just good. picked a random place. We did, and yeah. I don't think we could have basically eaten anywhere. So listen, man. When I was there, I did a lot of soul searching and 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 just mental researching about food yeah. and my diet. Yeah. Right? So I don't close any doors. Just wanted to go down my path and whatever. And you're just looking at the food these people eat, and you're just like, that's not going to change. Mm. They've been doing this for centuries. Yeah. They're just on barbecues on the corners, cooking chickens and whatever else. <laughs> yeah. I might think it's gross, yeah. but it's not all going to change. Yeah. And I think like my perspective of veganism changed. That's and interesting. I, and I still love eating vegan food. Mm. I still eat a lot of it. Yeah. But um, that then like black or white. I just I considered know. eating meat again, right? Mm. And um, it so happened that there was a great Rogan podcast because you and I had our headphones in quite a lot. A lot, yeah, day. yeah. There was an awesome there's, Rogan podcast. There was a heap of downtime, so a lot of Rogan got uh, yeah, a lot of consumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he had that podcast with that guy from Canada. I think it was Toronto. The I guy who runs the... That was an amazing yeah, podcast, man. It was. And a good story. He, mm. he has a restaurant where they served wild game, mm. and uh, that's ethically sourced meat. Yeah. It's not uh, going by and off a truck, uh, factory farm stuff off a truck. Anyway, he puts a little sign out the front, makes a joke, venison is the new kale, some vegan cyclists don't like it, <laughs> and he has starts throwing rocks at his shop, yeah, and they, this, uh, this, this they start abusing him on social media, yeah. and it's terrible. They'd picket line for a bit. Yeah, and I was like, well, I know which side of the fence I'm on for this. Yeah. You know, I've got my choices for my diet, I've got my choices about the world, and uh, I'm still going with these guys like that. Just settle the fuck down, right? <laughs> Death threats? Serious? It's, it's outrageous. Restaurant, man. Yeah. yeah, it's outrageous. And these people are going into the restaurant to have a date, and there's people yelling at them, you murderer, blah, blah, like, settle down. So there's it's a taking big, things a little too far. There was a big conversation on that podcast, which really confirmed things for me, and I, I was already in agreement with them. So um, I'm not saying I'm a big meathead now, mm. but that uh, was really good to um, have Joe, Joe Rogan I look up to him inspired by him and then you're listening to this while you're sort of looking at things going I'm in South America there's heaps of food heaps of meat and, um, I didn't even eat meat over there once we had chicken barbecue wasn't even that good yeah alpaca was pretty delicious oh yeah you ate alpaca oh, it was so amazing I didn't hit guinea pig Did you though. Eat guinea pig. No. Remember that time we, ate, we, we fucking had this guy next to us? He had guinea pig. He had a whole guinea pig, Whoa. and he, they, he like was taking photos of it, and then he went. They took it back, and a, he, a they dead chopped it up. Pig, about the size of a foot, about five, four or five foot, on his plate with chips. It was just brown and just like flat, flat, pretty much flat and like just scaly. Yeah. And I was looking at it over there, like, no way, man, what? It was pretty. Full cooked yeah. guinea it was pig. hectic. And then they took it. He took a photo of it. They took it away, Someone chopped took it a up. Photo of him. Yeah. He wasn't the healthiest guy in the world, either, was he? No, he wasn't. He, he uh, wasn't. Overweight, rich man, <laughs> guinea pig, special. Yeah, but um, so yeah. The food was epic. Food was incredible. We but then mad food. Then we jumped on the bus. Jumped and on the bus and made some mad friends. That was the cool part, I think. Being on it from the start, like, because people came and gone, and we, we were kind of lucky enough to already have our, our kind of crew of, of uh, Made a crew. people from all around the yeah. world. Some of them got off and we caught up with them later, and some yeah. of them um, we caught up with further down the track. Yeah. They were from America, they were from Switzerland, Estonia, England, Estonia. Cat. 
Yeah, Germany, yeah, it was a good crew. And uh, I remember, man, like, I was saying to you while I was over there, I was like, man, I feel so good about myself. I'm just being so social and outgoing. Yeah. You know, having consumed myself in this business and being a little um, outcast, I, I was just completely fine with it all. And I, I do that at home, mm. but here, I just felt like a champion. I felt like I was expressing myself. Be whatever you want to be, yeah. Comfortable talking to people. I wasn't mm. a bonehead. <laughs> no, it was good because, like, you just got, came straight out of the shell, and I did. And it was, it was a, like, it was a perfect kind of combination of events with jumping on the bus and meeting all those cool people and. Mm. Oh, we had activities, man. We went, yeah. we rocked up in one place. We went quad biking in the sand. Mate, that, that was cool. That was what kind of kicked it off for our group, I think. Like, yeah. Right at the, like, we had lunch, and then yeah. someone goes, you want to go quad biking? And, and a bunch of us went quad biking, yeah. and a bunch of us broke down, and it was uh, it was just, you know. That was the thing, that cool thing about Peru Hop, because they were just like, the guy would get on the microphone and half an hour before we get to the joint, he's like, okay, guys, if you're here, you know, I strongly recommend you do this. I strongly mm. recommend you do the. Uh, it was Wakachina. He's like, if you come to Wakachina and you don't go sandboarding, you like or dune buggying, you <laughs> yeah. may as well not come here at all. That was excellent. so he planned. He's like, tonight we're going quad biking in uh, where was that place? Paracas, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, far then out. we got went off to um, Wakachina. That yeah. was sick. An oasis in the desert. Yeah. And you're just jumping on a buggy with your snow but sandboard. Blitzing through this place, man, holding on for dear life to the cage. <laughs> those, those buggies were going hectic. It was sick. That was insane. Yeah. Um, and there was like the faster they go, the more fun it is. That yeah. Was oh, yeah, that was so much fun. It was and then sick. Go to the top and, and chuck some uh, chuck some old Ricky snowboards on and um and roll down there. Oh, I did slide down. You didn't? Oh no, I dogged it. Yeah. Yeah. I gave mine to Levi. Yeah. Because I was like, oh Jesus, that's I'm not really this good. I'm not dropping in on that. Because a snowboard, you can carve a bit, you know. And surfing yeah carve, it's so yeah flat down hold on and then because of the sand land. you couldn't carve like it was just you catch an edge and you're gone yeah so it's basically just point it down the hill like down the hill and Drip, these these were steep like these were basically vertical sand dunes and you got like you know 100 150 <laughs> meters just straight down yeah. and you just got to hold on and try not to lean back too much trying to lean forward too much it was uh it was cool because like a month before um before we went I was in Japan snowboarding for so I was like okay I got this I got this and it's just like oh, I, can, I can get from the top and to the bottom without falling off I'm doing okay and then you just look behind you and there's people just rolling down the hills it was uh yeah that, that was a different world man we're in the desert hey? yeah we're in the fucking desert a massive desert and, and you think deserts and you're like oh you know deserts there's always gonna be stuff there but this desert was no. just nothing oh. and and we didn't even end up going to the big miles. desert in uh between Peru and, and Chile, the Atacama. We, we blitzed today. We blitzed the trip. Yeah. What else we did? in Europe as well, but we blitzed. We moved fast. There's so well, much to see. Well, in, yeah, I think I think it's the kind of trip I, I like doing those kind of trips, like the go 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 kind of. Squeeze know, it all in. You have your rest time on the bus or yeah, or or overnight or you sleeping somewhere. And I tried to keep up with you halfway through. You were I'm going south. I'm yeah. like, I want to stay here. <laughs> so I stayed. Yeah. Well, that, that was kind of cool because like we we kind of got two ends or two different views of the trip. Like yeah. we got the trip together with with the big crew of people. Well, I was just really keen to uh, like nurture that friendship I made with um, Tom and Mika. Yeah, that I was legends. getting along with them heaps well. And when um, we were on death road, they said they were going. I'm like, I'm coming with you. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, because so, what, was, what was after Wakachina? So, Wakachina, I we went to, uh, went to Arequipa. Arequipa. We did that 
that hike and I was oh you're saying to me later oh you want to go on a hike I'm like oh shit Lockie's yeah, invited yeah. me on a hike he's like I'm this like, fucking dude we're doing the hike known a footy player guy I can't keep up with him and you're so, fine oh do you reckon I can do it <laughs> and I, I smashed it I loved yeah. it I fucking loved it I went to bed that night when we yeah. got down and I was like tomorrow I've got this three hour walk straight up and we're up at like 4am oh, dawn I said I am not going to pussy out on this I'm just yeah. going to one foot after the other yeah, not look down left foot right foot yeah that was, that was a fun hike Colca Canyon beautiful man just two days of just straight down the bottom across the bottom to where we're staying and then back up the side There's so much beautiful colours in that canyon like yeah. the greenery the stone cliffs well, the birds, the condors. Yeah, big condors, like a four-meter wingspan. Saw a couple of them. They're big birds. And we, Dinosaurs. Uh, I was, I was singing out to you. You might be twenty meters or whatever, whatever in front of me. I've been lucky. Look at that, man! Like, look at that cliff face. Or yo, yeah. look out there. Like, we were just so small in this giant canyon. In, yeah, in it was this like the world. second or third deepest canyon in the world. Like, it's I think it's twice as yeah. deep as the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And you look at the Grand Canyon, you're like, wow, that's incredible. This one was, you couldn't take a photo because, like, no, man, over its too depth. many photos. Yeah. I haven't even actually, I haven't looked through my photos yet. Mm. That camera, I haven't touched I it. I've printed a bunch, yeah. That's awesome. I just got to Office Works and just tick, 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 boom, boom. I don't even know. Yeah. Which ones I got the best ones I've got, but. Kalka Canyon was awesome, man. I got to the top of that thing before everyone else. I wasn't racing, but I was just like, I am just going to stomp, stomp, stomp all the way up this thing. Yeah. And I'm just going to, and it was a challenge and I achieved it and I was like, wow. Mm, like, it was, it was very fucking cool. fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a cool thing. Like, that's what I have a lot of people like, because I've done a few hikes around here yeah. and people say, oh, I could never do that. I'm like, well, you just, all you, you have to do is, all, all it is is walking. Go traveling with Lucky, you'll be forced to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, but it, all it is is just, just going for a walk with yeah. usually a pack on your back. Yeah, mental strength though. Yeah. Like you look down, you're like, or you look up, in yeah. fact, you know, don't, don't do that. You don't worry about <laughs> how far you've got. Because like we started that trek back up. In the, dark. in the dark you can see, see the headlights and that's about it and it was just well the guide was awesome wasn't he he was a legend he was knowledgeable friendly and um, that difficult walk back up he was guys every 20 minutes guys yeah. we're going to stop here yeah. everyone around have a quick chat eat. taking off half of our clothes yeah. we, we geared up in thermals and everything it was like, so cold shit. when we started yeah it's cold when you're standing still I, lo- I loved it though steps you're hot you sit there for five minutes and okay Vamanos. Yeah. Straight Bamanos, off. yeah, and the dog was following us. How about all the dogs in South America? All of them just stray dogs through the streets and whatever. Friendly, oh. safe. It was, it's awesome. It might have been after... So so after Arequipa, where did we go? We went to... Cusco. Cusco. Sure Far out. Like that. yeah, That's a beautiful little town, man. Whoa. Whoa. Cusco was... Whoa. It's like another world. Well, it was awesome there still. Mm. It was fresh. I just remember feeling good vibes there and... Um, well, that's the town that you go to if you're going to go to Machu Picchu. So yeah. from there, we booked our little trip up to Machu Picchu. We only did the overnight stay. And yeah. Well, because I think there's so there's so many different hikes you can do to Machu Picchu. From, yeah. From okay. any like that you can right. like we went to we did Rainbow Mountain, right? Yeah, we did Rainbow Mountain. That was, that was an insane that lagoon, hike. That epic lagoon after. Yeah. Could after Machu Picchu, did we think it could get better? <laughs> nah. We go to this other one. What yeah. was that place called? The lagoon. Uh, Oh mate, I couldn't tell you. I um, I'd have to have a look at the photos. Hold yeah. on, I've actually Rainbow Mountain. Then we went to Cusco. I can't remember what that lagoon was, man, but it was epic because mm. you couldn't see the lagoon. You're hiking up, you're hiking up, and after like two hours or ninety minutes or something. Salcante. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was insane. Um, then you get up 
and you uh, you just go got a couple of rocks and maybe five more meters to just hike and you're zigzagging a bit and then is you can see a giant mountain with yeah. snow on it in front of you. But you're like you're just, we're never gonna make it. It, it looks like <laughs> 200 meters in front of this little ledge that you've got to come up to and then you get there and you're popping up and your head starts bobbing over the rocks and then there's this huge blue reflective lagoon and brown yeah. mountains, black mountains going up and white snow, snow over it and you're yeah. just like, I'm breathing, <laughs> hiking, just like, what the fuck? That was like heaven, like arriving in heaven. It was amazing. Yeah, that was incredible. But like that trip to Machu Picchu was something else. It was cool. I think it was it was kind of a bit shrouded in mystery. Like you're like, oh, how do we do it? Do we have to book a tour or whatever? Bit, yeah. We ended up getting a bus. Like everything, we just sort of winged it, du- yeah, and it worked. It, yeah. We got a bus to the station, and then you oh, 10, the f- 10k walk along the uh, but, railway. But the bus to Machu Picchu, like looking out the window, it's like a, what's it? A six-hour bus ride? Now? It was a long it's bus a ride. Long fucking bus and that's ride. the thing. Like, like I had my head looking out the window that whole time, like. What? <laughs> we're going through canyons along mountainsides. I felt rather unsafe. Right on the edge of, and you yeah. look down and it's just 200 meter vertical but, drop. But beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. It was incredible. And it, I think that was the cool thing about, because some of those bus rides you sleep, some of them you kind of like. Some of them you hold for your dear life. On the way yeah. back from Rainbow Mountain, I was like, uh, if I die, and that was the last thing I did, well, I, I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> I didn't think Rainbow great. Mountain? No, but I was like, dude, you're just like. Well, the only reason why you want to overtake this guy is because you don't want to drive behind him. Yeah. Just sit behind him. Yeah. The driver yeah. was reckless, man. The drivers were hectic. I remember you just like, dude, he's so gone so fast. I'm like, man, there's nothing we can do. Just, just take it as a car. Oh, yeah, accept your fate. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, well, and then Machu Picchu. That, that was uh, help, that town down the bottom. Do you remember what that was called? Yes, Aguas Calientes. Aguas Calientes. Warm water or cold water? I think it's warm. Warm water. Yeah, that so, that place was like pretty pretty awesome. It, it looked like it was vibrant. Yeah, it had a res- it had a energy resonating in the little town. Already, yeah, didn't it? just a, a train station, a bunch of little, a bunch of little shops, and the river. That, that, river. that river running through it was going hectic. Oh, actually, it was a giant river. Yeah, it was it was yeah. big. It was thick. It was thick. It was um I don't know. It kind of reminds me of um what's that little town Rivendell in uh. In in Lord of the Rings, oh. <laughs> <laughs> where the elves live, it kind of reminds yeah. me of like a modern, modern, slightly, slightly less magical version of that. It was just this cool place, and you're full of anticipation, right? Because you're looking, oh, looking forward to the next day. There's a buzz there. And then that next, we had a little bit of a hiccup on getting up there. Oh, walking down the wrong way. No, no, we followed the tracks. I'm like, guys, it's up here. Look, there's a sign. And you're like, no, 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 it's this way. Radio. Get to a dead end. No, we gotta go. Back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Come on, I was. No, like, no, the <laughs> night before when, when uh. Oh yeah, we yeah we weren't sure if we we're gonna get our guide and stuff. And our gu- our guide. That's the thing. Be careful. Mm. Like, how are you gonna do that? Just, mm. Mm. Well, I don't know what happened. It was a shit fight. I was. <coughs> yeah, well, we booked the morning and then didn't get the morning and and had it had to get back to the bus and and basically. They have this loophole where if you've got transport, you can go in at 9am instead of 6am. And well, we rushed it. Like, we were only there for... A few hours. Like, not even 24 hours. We arrived mm. yeah. at dusk. Oh, the walk to Machu Picchu as well. Walking from... I love that. ...the bus. It was like a three-hour walk. That was epic. 10 k's along the rail, yeah. railway. And then you get there, and it's dark, and then basically, well, we organised our thing. Had dinner. And then we hiked up there the next day. And that was... Beautiful hike. Yeah. Man, climbing up a mountain pretty much. Like, very steep. 
Mm. Walk, climbing, stone steps. Just vertical. Just zigzagging vertically up, little streams coming past, last yeah. green plant life all over. Yeah. And then you get there and it's busy as fuck. So many people. Oh, man. I don't know. I, like, I am no one to say that, you know, there sh- people shouldn't be able to experience things like that. But I don't know. It's, it's just the kind of thing that you're like, this is the kind of place you should have to walk to or you should, like, should have to go through some pain and suffering to see. It'd be worth it if you went during the hard time. Like, I went to Rome and I was, it was so busy. Yeah. This is better if you're here during quiet times. Like, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I could not believe how many people were at all these places. Just buses and buses and buses lining up. I don't know. It seems like it's getting so busy that it's going to be, like, unaccessible soon. So I'm imagining what Mm. are people going to go and do? I don't know, but, like, when we actually got to Machu Picchu and started going in and looking around, it was so crowded. There was that little ledge where you take your photo and it was like people lining up so they could get their photo. And you're yeah. almost like, well, quick, take my picture so I can move because I'm crowded by people and yeah. I want to experience this landscape. I want to experience this, this yeah. place. This is an epic place. Look at it. Well, that, that was kind of one of those moments where you're like, whoa. Like, it was a proper take your breath away. Like, this is incredible. Oh, Being at the top there and having our guide talk us through it all. And Yeah, man, what were they doing there? Why? What, what the <laughs> fuck did they build that place up there for? Miles yeah. away from anything. So hard to access. And it was, a like, a fully sustainable society. And um, amazing, man. Just really amazing. I remember, sometimes I just, when I'm home now, I think about being back there and I'm like, wow, I went there. That was like so blessed to have seen it mm. and um yeah that feeling of like just being full of energy afterwards I remember walking down and like I think we ran down yeah we ran and we had a beer at the bottom and then we like just ticked the legs over back to the back to the bus but I remember being pretty like pretty so pretty excited so happy it was just yeah and like that that didn't go away for a couple of days yeah but that just like euphoria you gained something from it yeah you gain something from going to that place yeah it's just it's a nice little perspective thing and it's cool cool to be in a place that's so old and also isolated from everything Mm. man I remember he said how they would get messages from there to like other cities like Cusco or Lima or wherever they needed to talk they would just get these guys to run yeah just run us just here's a message for them run he'd run for hours through the jungle yeah and then he'd tell another guy and, and he'd, he'd run. run it again yep. it's pretty cool and you're like that's great i just felt like you guys had it better <laughs> what we're doing is so cooked yeah somewhat yeah you they, they, the they the yeah yeah they were pretty um i don't know they they were doing something right yeah yeah and then uh the, Me- the Mexicans came in and killed them all. Yeah, but they may but not have Poten- potentially. You know, you're in the you're standing on Machu Picchu in one area there. You're standing there and you're looking like 360 on the horizon. It's just giant mountain ranges. Yeah. So you're like that. I mean, if it was me, I'd just be running in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when we walked past the gate to go to the next one. Oh, you saw a Mayan? No, no. no. <laughs> when we, what was that? That that top one. It's well, like. Uh, uh, Oh, you want a picture? Yeah, want a picture, yeah. And it's just like, we had a chance to go oh, up Oh, yeah, there. we had a little sneaky opportunity. <clears throat> yeah. And we didn't. Mm, and should, that's... Should we uh, go back. I reckon I'll go back there one day. Yeah. I'd love to take KP <clears throat> to, yeah. uh, to Machu Picchu and, and have her experience that. I think it's... 
<clears throat> now that we've done it that way, it'd be cool to do, do it on, on, on either a longer hike or you yeah, could basically just fly time. fly into Cusco and, and go and do it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. And like that, we had a couple of days of, I've lost my voice. <clears throat> Pardon me. I had a couple of days of just being on a, f- like feeling like we're on a mountain. Can't even explain it. I mean, no. it was just epic. Nacho Picchu was the best place on the trip. It was the best. I got yeah. a top three. What was your well, top number three? Number one was Nacho Picchu. Number two, um, can't remember now. But uh, the football match in Argentina yeah. was in the top three. That That's was cool. sick. That's cool. What's number three? It's the last one. Oh, this might have been the um the lagoon. Yeah, that, that was cool. That lagoon. That was Being really on a boat in Bolivia was pretty sick. Um, Death Road was rad. Yeah, because well, we went, we just got the bus across After the that, border. After we went down Puno, to um, Lake Titicaca. Puno has nothing. Don't go Puno, there. yeah, don't go to Puno. Don't spend any time in Puno. It was rubbish. And then uh, yeah. what was well, the? We went to Lake Titicaca. Strange place. It was cool. Giant but, lake, like heaps high up in the Yeah, mountains. it's like the highest lake in the world, but... And we went and stayed at Copacabana. I yep. thought it was going to be different. Yeah. It, was not, it was, wasn't as luxurious as I thought. It was no. beautiful. It was a resting point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with the time that we had, we probably could have kept moving. Yeah. I did very much gain something, though, from going to the Island of the Sun. That was incredible. And then you had the Island of the Moon opposite. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like... No, no, no. I felt like I personally gained something because we were sort of at this sort of quiet time where we had some wine with our friends. Um, yeah, well, we met a couple of girls from... Yeah, yeah. And we somewhere. were out there on the deck and we looked at the stars and we had good chats. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we had a real yeah, gnarly that... group chat. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was very fun. Yeah, and we were basically... We went under the light globe so that we could have darkness. Yes, we did. Yeah, communicated that. Yeah. With uh, the language of love to the owner because he didn't speak English. <laughs> Hand gestures as well. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> like, dark. Stars. He's like, oh, stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was nice. It was like... That was, know, a good, special, that was a good moment. It wasn't expected. Yeah, yeah it was cool. Um, and you, where were we? We were basically almost in the middle of the continent, like up super high in the, in a, in the mountain ranges. Just in, staring at the stars. At this... It, on a mountain yeah that, <laughs> on a lake on a lake the giant giant <laughs> this giant lake yeah and it was the it, the you know the people who were the Mayans or the Incas in fact wasn't it yeah they called that the island of the sun yeah and opposite was the island of the moon yeah and I found that really special because the people who were there I just felt like they had ownership of the land and they were um they respected and understood the land really well and they were getting ready for major tourism and economy. Yeah. There was like big old ladies just carrying huge bags of coke yeah. and supplies well, that, well, that was up it. the like, hill like they with just, donkeys. Yeah. Taking their supplies up the hill to their shack where people would go and stay. And it's like so poor. Yeah. But just like so we're going to do this for our future. Yeah. And they were carrying well, every bottle. They made their boats out of bottles, didn't they? Plastic bottles like those boats on Lake Titicaca. Yeah, that was in Puno. Yeah, they they, they used a lot of um a lot of waste to like straw yeah. and plastic bottles. Yeah, to make their make their little rafts like where they live on. It was like a floating floating town. Floating town. Um but yeah, 
seeing the boats rock up with all the supplies and then have them carrying like have the you know the guys and girls chuck them on their backs and just carry them up the hill and that hill was steep oh dude I remember getting three quarters away up going what is happening we yeah. picked the highest one uh, that might have been my fault whatever worth the walk I don't mind more, was, was... more start we got closer to the stars yeah. slightly <laughs> that was pretty wonderful that was a bit um yeah, that was a bit inconvenient, actually, wasn't it? We rocked up there, and you see all these places. But it was booked out, wasn't it? It was quite popular, right? Yeah. Well, I think... I don't even know why we picked that one. Who knows? But it was, Hostel we didn't realise it was right up top, and yeah. we marched all I think we looked. Was like, I think we looked, and we were like, oh, it's only a K and a half from the thing. But that K, K and a half vertical. was vertical. Yeah. <laughs> that was hectic. And we had our backpacks. We didn't like just have an overnight bag. We took everything. Yeah. Yeah, we Dude, took a lot. Gain some fitness. Come oh, back yeah. with some glutes. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone now. But yeah, gain some leg strength. So what was after that? We, we uh, uh, blitzed we, over to La Paz. Man. La Paz. I love you loved that. that city. I hated it. it was, <laughs> Why'd you hate it? Was it? Just so dirty, man. Yeah, there's so much going on. It's hectic. Yeah. It was, I, I, I don't think I've. You see cities like most of the the Western world, and you just like, especially us in Australia, it's just flat. Right, and then La Paz yeah. is just like amongst these rolling hills. There's buildings everywhere. Yeah. Isn't it a gully? Isn't yeah, it just like it just yeah. surrounding it, and then boom, it's there. It's just yeah, it was, it's almost like a canyon of. And then so if there was a flood, that place would be gone. It's so high up, probably gonna be okay. Flooded by low Titicaca. Potentially, the, maybe the Incas would pull out their plugs. <laughs> they had to work the aqueducts. Yeah. Maybe. Are they mates with La Paz, clearly, because La Paz is still there. It's, yeah, that place was pretty cool. I love you that place. It, yeah. um, you went for a nice walk with Sasha that day. Yeah, we had. Because they put you in these bunk beds with close the shutters, man. It's Those, dark yeah. all day. These bunk beds were like big coffins. I, uh, I didn't hate it. I liked it. And then, yeah, I went out, went, had a good day spent the day with Sasha. I was probably wasted the night before. Mm, we so went up all the, uh, you got to explore. all of the gondolas and, and explored the city. And I like that. I like the gondolas. I yeah. love seeing different infrastructure in cities. So yeah. you see this, um, city where, it, you know, to get from, from one end to the other end. The streets are so small up. and windy. It's so hard to yeah. like get any like to get the cars to do it I loved it I loved the cars it was, it was just mm. sick and they had like three different ones one going that way another one that way and then another one that went to the top yeah mm. it was pretty you, scary though while I was on the gondolas up high I was pretty much like uh oh because it was poor yeah well you see some uh, well the gondolas like brand new from made in, made in Switzerland or something and then you've oh, got yeah. you know underneath kind of like people that rooftops where yeah. people are doing it tough there mm. just you can see man they're so poor it was yeah the, the, that was something around like the whole of South America just that the gap between poverty and, and affluence is like a street away yeah. sometimes like I think Lima was the one where, where we went through that little shanty town do you remember just like before like oh. started Bruja yeah. yeah, and then there's like they shanty town. The region, didn't they? And then they, yeah, because what the trick was, you can buy the property, build the house, but if you leave like, if you say I'm gonna build a second story, and you like leave it unbuilt, yeah, you don't have to pay no tax. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. There you go. So that that was that was really cool. I love that. Um, I love well, that. La Paz, like look. in La Paz, seeing all the, the gondolas and just exploring the city. Like it was so big. Went through all the markets and I didn't got some real coffee. Mm. That was cool. Oh, it's so cheap. Yeah, there was a guy from uh, so cheap, a guy from Windsor runs a coffee shop over there. Yeah, so we had I went there a few times. Had a uh, Australian light coffee. We that actually had real coffee. We yeah. had a cappuccino. Yeah. We had we had a proper 
breakfast dinner with mushrooms yeah. and avocado eggs. You probably had some bacon, I'm sure. Definitely. But otherwise, we were like, what is this coffee? Yeah. What is this breakfast? Oh. I didn't have a coffee except for that place. I didn't have coffee for six weeks, and yeah, no, we didn't have. Like, and that, that was different. That yeah. was uh, that was cool. Yeah, did you go to the cemetery? No, I remember seeing the cemetery in La Paz was just like something out of a like a a no, movie. It was um, yeah, it was it was very cool. Mm. Um, all the mausoleums and it was it's almost it was hauntingly beautiful. How about that? It was just it was a little little eerie, but like the paintings and the drawings and all, like obviously they have a, a fairly intense relationship with death like the way they they view it and it, very close family connections and that that was one of the the memories i have of seeing all those photos of seeing all those paintings and stuff in amongst all of the uh all the coffins and little mausoleums and stuff it was very cool where did we go off? oh death road that was sick yeah for those that haven't seen videos Death Road, watch the Top Gear special. We rode bikes down that. Oh man. It was uh Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that, that was, was fun. sick. That was a lot. That was of fun. so sick. It's uh it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. It was just fun. Yeah, I agree. You did crash into the wall though. I fucking stacked it. Yeah. I went over the falls. Lucky you went left, not right. I know. Well someone had stacked it in front of me. Yeah, and you had a, to uh, a bit of a commotion down there about 10, 15 metres ahead and I just lit straight down but you get confident don't you yeah you're like, I'm doing alright <laughs> everyone three quarters of the way through the day that's where we were yeah and um, I was telling myself you are hammering you're alright you're hammering you're good and I yeah. oh fuck I was coming around a corner I'm like oh someone stacked it and then all just yeah it all just gave away something twisted I braked mm. and I went over into a ditch and I laid down and I remember being in the ditch with my helmet on just going, am I dead? Like, or yeah. is something fucked up? Is, you is my spine l- broken? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm all good. Because well, we were, like I was with the guy like just in front of you and like, I was like, oi, and like he turns around and he's like, shit. Yeah. And we, turn, we rode back up and like there's three, just three of us carnage. Yeah, three of us um, yeah, one guy got That big guy like concussed, yeah, properly concussed. The guy was pissed off at me. He was like, you shouldn't go this fast. I'm like, well... He was in front, so he was going faster. So He led the pace. Yeah, it's his fault. He did. <laughs> Can't help gravity, mate. That was a fun bike ride. Yeah. It, it was, was cool. awesome. It's pretty Recommend tough. Recommend it to everyone. Recommend it. If you're scared of heights or all that, don't worry. Nah. You just It's all safe. Yeah. You'll be looking, just, yeah, look down. Oh, when we took the photos, oh, man, I was queasy, hey. Because yeah. they get you to sit on that ledge, and I'm literally leaning back. Home, uh, like, whoa, man. I'll make sure I share my um, little summary of the trip in the show notes just so people can... Uh, yeah. Look through the photos yeah, and stuff. Yeah, a couple of pics out there. That was good. Death Road was sick because we had crew. We yeah. went with like four the guys that we met. Yeah. Sasha, Tom, and Mika. And was it just those three? Th- I think so. Sorry if we've missed anyone else. Ah, that's all right. It was crew. Something. That's cool. Yeah. And then back to La Paz and then we... Oh, well, man, uh, we, we just went straight back to Wild Rover, mate. <laughs> Started hitting we, it hard. We won the beer pong tournament. Yeah, we did. We did. That, that was in, that was, nah, yeah, that, was yeah. that night. We were still up and about from Death Road, so we were like, I think we were having dinner, and then they're like, beer pong tournament. And I knew one of the bartenders just happened to be one of the oh, a guy's brother on you, and oh yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, you met someone that you know <laughs> twice, twice. That was oh, weird. Shit. Remember in um in Santiago, he's like, I know you. 
Was it in Santiago, was it? Well, that was the first one. It was a guy who'd done exchange from Brazil. He'd done exchange um, at Frankston High in year 10. Oh, in that it? first one. Like, we were about to leave. Santiago. Yeah. The first one what? First uh, hostel. First hostel. Uh, yeah. And we were about to leave to go to Pichalimo. Oh, yeah. Well, we were in the courtyard just there. Oh, no shit. I remember yeah, that. that was yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, you went to Frankston. He's like, I know you. Oh, that was within the first two or three days. That was weird. Yeah. That was super weird. And then in... In Wild Rover in La Paz, one of the boys' brothers was there, and he's like, "I know you." That was weird, but then we won the beer pong tournament. Yeah, and uh, and oh, took man, took home some really big nights over there. God damn. Yeah. Everything's so cheap, you know. Well, what they do there, they give you the wristband, and they say you'll pay. <laughs> you go. Dangerous. And then you're just like, oh man, just charge my wristband. You got like four long necks for you and your mates, and oh, it adds up pretty quick. Yeah. But it was. Um, Came back having a bit of a detox from that. Yeah, after after that bit, I think a few days off. Uh, what happened after news? that? So yeah, well, you you blitzed across because we're getting actually from there yeah. over to the other side of the continent. continent is so hard. It's so shit. Yeah, because we we obviously wanted to go to. Well, Aguazu Falls was was a stop I made. Oh, that's and, right. And that's number two on my list. Argentina, dude. Yeah, because I um. I went down south after that and said, said see you later. Mm. And I went down to the salt flats. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. So salt flats, I didn't really enjoy. Yeah? No, because oh, that guy was shit. Yeah, we're an incredible and guys. I was, like, I saw Cactus Island. That was rad. It was just this random rocky island with <laughs> yeah. cactus on it. And yeah. everywhere else is just salt. Um, yeah. And I was a bit of a, I was, I was on a bit, little bit of a downer because Tom actually got real sick. Yeah? Yeah, he was on the bus down there just like, just... Dying. Yes, yeah. Because I got a bit back. ill. I, I think I got ill prior. We all got a little bit of the Bolivia belly. Yeah. Um, well, you went up for the rainforest. We went up into the jar, oh, man. Yeah, that was sick. Sleeping in shacks on the river. Caymans underneath it. Giant caiman crocodiles underneath us. That's cool. And you're looking at them, they're, they're longer than this table, man. They're almost as long as this root. And <laughs> huge. And you're just there just waiting for humans to fall in so they can have a snack. They were giant. Yeah. It's insane. We saw uh, monkeys. We had monkeys come jump on the boat, jump on our heads, take bananas off us. That that's was cool. so fun. You're just in this boat that's like two people wide and you just put your hand out and there's the water and you're just blitzing along the river and you're in the South American jungle. That's pretty cool. So amazing, man. So many different birds, saw so many different wildlife, four or five different monkeys. We had these capuchin monkeys that just look just like humans. <laughs> Even the um, yellow monkeys, I forgot they were called, but they're just so much like humans. They've got these tiny, tiny little human hands and faces with just like beards up to their eyes. So cool. And like hairy ears, and they're just like so excited. They just look like tiny, tiny old people. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking And amazing. they would just come and just jump on our, Hanging on our out. boat and climb all over us. And yeah. It was so fun. It was so cute. They're so beautiful. I love that. And, um... We had fun. It was that was awesome. That was going into the wild. That was yeah. and I was like leaving here. I'm like going. That was proper wild. Yeah. Going on a boat, going into yeah. the jungle, and that's something that I did. I wanted to do that. Mm. And um, that was sick. Made heaps good mates with Tom and Mika, and even seen him in, in Europe. Europe yeah, legends. But um, yeah, getting from where we were, it, like even whichever way you went. Because how'd you do it? Because we, we did it two different ways, right? Oh man, it's so hard. So how'd you out. get? It's really expensive. How'd you get from there well, to, to Buenos Aires? I caught the boat down to, um, oh, sorry, the bus down to Salt Flats Uni, and like you get there at the early morning, you don't even know who you're going with, or like, in Uni is a shithole. It's uh, yeah. It's concrete. Uh, concrete desert. Fucking concrete desert. What? Mm. 
What, man? Scary. Yeah, I, I was a little I, freaked out. I'm in, uh, I was, this is... This is this is uh you with, with the guys, yeah? No, well, they were cooked. Like, oh, so they didn't so sick. And Mika yep. was sick, so they had to go, like, just check in somewhere, and they weren't going to do it with me on the day. Yeah. And I was worried. Like, this guy said, here, you're coming with me. You've got this ticket, sweet. Unlocks the door. Just sit in here. Close the door. And I'm like, when are you coming back? <laughs> where, where? What the fuck? So I was sat no waiting for, like, two hours. Yeah. Our guide was shit. The soul flats, yeah, good. Take a photo. Good. Yeah. I, that was overrated. I, um, well, yeah, because like, I had a completely different experience. Like, I met. Man, good guy. Met a, fun. Yeah, I met a couple of guys, um, a couple of Americans, a couple of. Uh, I think a couple of guys from the UK and then yeah. one, one guy from Nary Warren. No, no shit. So, I hadn't seen. Nah, nah, I'd seen an Australian. <laughs> Laz, he was a legend. Um, I hadn't seen an Australian for, like, obviously apart from us. For probably almost oh. a month at that stage, like to be we. Honest, I just avoided them. We yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah, I hate those guys. <laughs> um, but he was, yeah, he was a legend. So we hang out, hung out for the day, and our guide was elite. Like he was so funny, cool. and, and like he was all about it. Set us all up for the photos, and we did a heap of cool, right. cool stuff. And, and then um, I like that picture of you actually. You got the legs there. Everyone's on the Everyone's on the on the uh, laces. Yeah. Um, and then I jumped on the. Uh, I went back. I asked him to drop me at the airport, and he dropped me at the airport. And I just made my flight no back to La Paz. So a uni salt flats, okay. Where yeah. did I go after that? I don't know, but I think I got a. You went south, yeah. No, no, I no? went over to Santa Cruz. Yeah. I think I flew from a uni to Santa Cruz. Yeah. And then I spent a night in Santa Cruz, and that's interesting. It's a bit of a dive. Yeah. Um, but actually, I thought it was a little bit cooler than the past. I don't know. I didn't stay there very long. Boom. It was hot. Yeah. Flew yeah. Again, well, because you, you go down to like um, oh, just above sea level, altitude. right? So it's like <laughs> super. There, yeah. It's uh, super humid. Um, then I was in Salta. Met up with uh, Ava and Sasha. Yep. We spent the day. And me and Sasha had a beer and a chat. And, oh, uh, wow, that was cool. Salta's cute. That was a cute little town. Nice. Um, then I think I got a flight over to uh, Buenos Aires. From Santa Cruz? Yeah, yeah no, okay. from Salta. Oh, from Salta, yeah. So, yeah. yeah but then uh, I eventually did get my Brazilian visa. They just, they just, they yeah, because yours took ages, not didn't like they? my photos. Yeah. They may have just been like, we don't want to leave me in these two sketches. But you got in there. Got in there. Cause I remember, yeah, because I did mine online and did, got in like two days and they said it would take two weeks. Yeah, that, that was something that we didn't plan. We were like, oh, if we go, to, we won't. We probably won't go to Brazil. But if we do, we'll uh, we'll just do it online. And you, yeah, well, you have to go to Brazil to see both sides of um, Guazu. Guazu Falls, and you had a mate who'd been there, and it was just like you got to go to both. He's just and like I had a mate yeah. on Facebook telling me, man, you got to go to both. Yeah, and I'm glad I did. Because holy shit, that was something else, man. That was insane. I got photos in my bathroom here. Yeah, when I even at work, I like looking at that. Shit. That would just make you need a piss. <laughs> the sheer volume of well, the sheer right vo- yeah. yeah the sheer volume of water going Dude, over those floors. What the fuck? You just like, where's the water coming from? Yeah, and it's constantly going. It's not like hey, you visited for the day. Good night. We're gonna turn the water off now. That's constantly rushing. all day, every day. Slowly coming along the cliffs, and then just, and then, <laughs> just crashing. Yeah. I couldn't believe how walls. different it felt on both sides. Yeah, like. Because I, um, well, from Santa Cruz, because I flew to Santa Cruz from La Paz, yeah. I just got a bus to Puerto Cajero or whatever the hell it was called, like on the border. Um, Paraguay. No, border Argentina. of uh, Brazil. Brazil. So it's like a western, southwestern corner, like almost of Brazil. Yeah. And then I got there like 11.30 at night, 
no one at their bus stops. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to sleep outside tonight. This dude, well, yeah, I've, I thought, well, yeah, 100%. I was just like, I just wing it, we'll be fine. And then this dude, taxi driver rocks up. Like, there's like three people there. Um, like three taxi drivers rock up and I'm the only person there. And I go, uh, he goes, grabs my bag and chucks it in. I'm like, uh, border, uh, like I didn't know it and my Google um, Translate wasn't working. And he's like, border, yes, see, si, see, si, border. Um, so he drives me and he pulls into like this backyard and I was like, fuck's going on? And he like walks inside, it must be in his house. He walks inside, grabs something, comes back, pulls out, keeps driving him up. Well, uh, it's been great, but I'm done. <laughs> and then he ended up just taking me to like, he points, he goes, border, uh, 9 a.m. And I, oh, cool, it opens at 9 a.m. So I went and, and found a place and I got- What time was this? this what time? Yeah. At, well, I got in there at like 1 a.m. Uh-huh. And, um, and I went and had something to eat because there was still this little shack open and I got so sick that night. Ooh. Like I was in, like it was almost like, a, like an actual hotel. Like it was a nice-ish one. It was right on the border. It didn't cost me that much, but I got so sick. I didn't get any sleep. Yeah. I ended up getting out and I was like, when I was empty at about 11 a.m. Yeah. And the line at the border was hectic. Yeah, so I eventually got over by like early Arvo and then taxi into the next town on the Brazilian side and just like went around to a bunch of like little shops and kept saying Aguasu, Aguasu, Aguasu. And one guy goes, um, and obviously asked me if they speak English, but they didn't even speak Spanish because it's Portuguese. Yeah. So that was uh, that was an interesting few days. I didn't speak to anyone for probably three days of just buses to down <laughs> down down to uh, Aguasu. Got to Aguasu and obviously it's very very uh, um, touristy, so mm-hmm. everyone spoke English. So I was like, okay, I'm yeah. back speaking to people now. Yeah. But it was a cool like little chance to just think and stop and. Figure it out, dude. It was cool. I loved it. But then, yeah, and then getting to Iguazu was just wow. Well, the walk from was it the Brazilian side? Yeah, the walk. You're walking along. You're like, oh, there they are, and you take a picture. No, no, no man. That's and just then a little bit. every time you get closer, it gets it's better. Better and better. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like amazing. And the butterflies. So many butterflies. Whoa, they were huge. So colourful. And then you get right up close. You're like, whoa, this is something else. Oh, dude, what the hell is going on up there? Mm. That's like a what do you reckon? Four story high, four stories high building. Oh, look at this factory yeah. roof. This is two, almost two stories. Yeah, it'll probably be three, three, three times this. Wow, man. Yeah, and you've just got mass water, and you'd look up top, and you'd follow drops, just like down to the bottom, and you're just like getting mesmerised, just like yeah. watching in front of you. And there's so much spray, you get so spray. wet. And there's lovely, lovely little vegetation in the on the ground in yeah. front of you. As it's like it's landed and it's streaming through because you yeah. got that bridge walk, and you can go take the shot and take photos and have a look. And you're looking down, it turns a corner, like the canyon sort of turns a corner, and the river's running below you or whatever. And you're just like, what's around there? And like you couldn't see it, but the next day you go to the Argentinian side, and it's you called know. the uh, Devil's Throat. Yes. Because you, you go to the top man. of it and you see this massively, it was, it was a big river, it wasn't stupid big, but it was this like yeah. maybe five to 800 meters across at its widest point and you mm. just see it all going and dumping over the edge. And like, I, I lost myself for probably 15, 20 minutes just like staring at it, just like, what is happening? Devil's throat? Yeah. Yeah, I sat there staring at it for ages. A butterfly landed on my hand. Yeah. That was pretty nice. I just, but I was just like, why is so much water moving through there? Where's it coming yeah. from? Yeah. It was... 
made you feel so insignificant. insignificant. Yeah. So small. Like if you yeah. just slipped over here, <laughs> it wouldn't matter, man. It wouldn't. No, matter. you got swallowed up. Yeah. Just mass, mass. You would water never be seen again. Falling. I kind of. It kind of. Reminded me of skydiving a little bit. Yeah. Have you done it? No. No? Like, because when you jump out, you're like, okay, I'm too high and I'm going too fast for me to really, for my brain to really understand what's happening. Yeah. Like, intuitive, like, or uh, intellectually understand what's happening. Yeah. Jumping out of a plane. Yeah. But you're going so fast, you're like, there's too much going on, my brain can't process it. I felt like that. I was standing out going, too much. my brain can't process no, can't. what's happening. Like, it's, you just, your heart's beating because it's so beautiful mm. and you're just like, this, I don't, I don't comprehend this. That's why you feel so insignificant. And it was hot. It was a nice, it was a nice walk. Like, it was just, it was something else. Oh, yeah. That's it your was, photo, is yeah. it? Just look. I had a few photos man. of it. Man. Yeah, man. That that's. It was something else. It was. was um, it's wow! It's amazing, and it's always happening. Yeah, like, it's still going all night, it hasn't all day. Stopped. Yeah, no, it's not slowing down or anything. It's, and I recommend that to anyone. Go yeah. to South America, do the things we've said. Do Machu Picchu, do, do exactly Falls. Exactly as we've told you. Don't do a different <laughs> trip though, because make make, make make it your own. Yeah, I was happy with the amount of time. I was happy with what I saw. Well, you did more K's than me. Well, we I, both, I, I basically travelled across the continent because yeah. after that I went to Buenos Aires, stayed there for a week, loved yeah. it, made some friends, yeah. got to know the city, and then flew home. Yeah. But you... I spent a couple of days in Buenos Aires and then well, went you to... you were desperate to get a uh, Patagonia, man. Yeah. I was like, I reckon I could do Patagonia another time. Yeah. But you got down there. I'll go again. Man, I would like to go. Oh. I'll definitely go. So, I've, yeah, I got to... Uh, to Buenos Aires and spent a couple of days there and I'm like alright I've got a week left I'm going to Patagonia because oh, yeah. I think I was a couple of days ahead of you like a guasso and stuff the question, and then jump, John's on a plane down there bus yeah that's hard going that's a long got way got to El Calafate was it like 3,000 k's away from Buenos Aires almost it's a long way <laughs> it's like I, I, I don't know how far it is but it's probably like and it was oh, yeah. probably an hour and a half flight, I think. Yeah. Someone would be able to fact check me on this. We're but trying to squeeze it in. I was like, I don't want to rush it. I don't yeah. think I've done it. Well, it was either like Rainforest or Patagonia in the end, right? Yeah. And then got down the bottom and went straight to El Shaltan where uh, Mount Fitzroy is and had a week of just hiking. Sick. Well, actually, no, I didn't. I had four days of hiking. I think I had four or five days of hiking. Maybe five. Sick. Five days of hiking every day, all day, every day. Just listening to podcasts and audiobooks and like writing and, and I was like okay I'm not gonna I don't wanna make any friends <laughs> like, no, just be on your own just, <laughs> well that was the plan first the night the three oh, Israelis th- well yeah there was, there was two Israeli girls in, in our room and they go come have dinner with us and I'm like oh no it's okay and they're like no no it's, it's Israeli Independence Day um, we're having a big dinner do you wanna come and I was like oh yeah sure no worries I ended up having like all this night. shakshuka, all this, all this wine, beer with all these Israel, like cool. I think it was like twenty five Israelis in one big yeah, table, and I was the only uh, guy that was, that wasn't just random. Sick. And I was like, okay, so tell me about independence, and like they just dove deep and like yeah. taught me all about that. And okay, I made a few friends, and and for, like the next day, uh, I went on a hike with one of them, and then they were all moving on. I was like, okay, I got to now I can chill out, and then. Those two left, and three guys, three uh, British guys, came into my room. Yeah. And um, I came back from hiking that day, and I'm like, oh, Lockie, nice to meet you. And they're like, oh, cool, we just cooked dinner. Come have dinner with us. Yeah. So I had dinner with them, and played cards, cards, and drank wine for three days. And yeah, and that you was. You can't escape it nah, sometimes. Nah, though, but that was, it was cool because it was just, it wasn't forced. Like I was almost like trying to go against it. And I'm, 
you know. Um, You've got this like iron will, hey. You have a massive night, and then you just be like. Get up, pack the bag, we're going. Going for a walk, yeah. It was good. We met. It was good. Kept me on my toes. Well, actually, in the in the airport at um at Buenos Aires, I think I was. I think I was on the phone to someone at work, and a girl came over and she goes, "You speak English?" And I said, "Yes, I do." She goes, "Good, because I haven't spoken English anymore for a couple of days. Let's have a chat." And like, we got to know each other and, and had, had a couple of really good chats. And she went on one of the hikes with us as well. And she shot off down to the glacier. And I was like, "I'm a couple of days away from that." Mm. The one annoying thing, though, there was never—I never got to see Mount, Fit, Mount Fitzroy, mm. which is like anyone that's seen the Patagonia logo. Mm. It was named because the guy was a mountaineer early on, mountaineer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a climber, and he loved that mountain range, so that's why it was named Patagonia. Mm-hmm. And that lo- the logo is that yeah. mountain. And what it was, was the weather, the weather was weather cactus, was... man. It was raining. It was yeah, snowing. Bit of bad luck with the weather. Eh? But it, because it was like coming end of autumn, yeah. there was so many colours. Oh, yeah. Like orange us, trees, oh, red trees. It was like a trees. rainbow of trees. Yeah, dude. So all the hikes. I've all, seen a couple of photos. Yeah. It's like that looks nice. Yeah. So I couldn't see anything past like hundred meters, couple like couple hundred meters away. But yeah. I remember going to like. One of the waterfalls and it just being colours. It was really it was wonderful. Um, you did see one of those epic glaciers though, right? Yeah, well that was a bridge or something. And yeah. you're just like here it is, that, and it's just like blue yeah. ice. Yeah, that was after. So that was El Calafate. So mm-hmm. you, I got a bus after my five days there, and I had two days to get back to Buenos Aires to meet you. So I went straight down El Calafate, booked the trip the next day. Way too expensive, but it was. Epic. Oh, walked on the uh, walked on the ice and did all that and took some photos of it. And it's like you see it, and then it's, it was kind of the same as um, Guazu Falls. You see it, ten percent of it, and you're like, then they show you the next ten percent. You're like, what? This keeps going. This keeps going. This keeps going. This keeps yeah. going. Yeah. Um, that that was a really cool end to the trip because I remember I found a book I'd been looking for, Shantaram, and cool. and and just spent two days like either on the bus going to the thing or sitting like looking over it all and just reading for two days and then it was and then yeah straight back up saw you we flew home that was a rubbish trip home a rubbish flight home oh you poor bastard you didn't have a tv i know i was like it's all right i you know all my stuff's dead i've I've just finished my book i'll just watch movies the whole flight tv didn't work yeah and uh the two people i was on the window two people next to me Two me- nah, I don't think was there a baby on the flight. <laughs> Two people next to me were sleeping the whole time, yeah. and I just couldn't sleep, and that was a bit yuck. But there, yeah, then we uh, then we got home. Boy, that football match was pretty. Yeah, sick. Oh, that was my last little. Ex- it was actually my last experience on the whole trip, other than coming to meet you at the airport. Yeah, really. Like, I, I was in. Oh, because it was that night, was wasn't my it? Mate Roscoe, yeah. and I'm like, I want to go to a rugby match or a soccer match. Yeah. Because I'm in Argentina, they love their sport, they love their football. I want to go, and they're at the hostel. Like, yeah, there's a game. Um, there's there's a game uh, tonight. It's uh, Boca Juniors, and it's like the biggest club yeah. in South America. That's Giant awesome. club. And on my bike ride of the you know tour of the city that I'd had the previous day, they were yeah. saying all about this club. And man, I I got a ticket. Yeah. And I went, and it was like dangerous, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you could hear people in the streets like chanting the songs and stuff. And, it's crazy. And it's legit like, man. Uh, so it was Boca Juniors versus a Brazilian team. And so the, the stadium was a U-shape. Yeah. They actually chopped it in half because there's a building permit wasn't there for whatever. Anyway, this is how it's, the crowd was. 
all Boca Juniors. Yep. And then um, the top stand of just here on like the southern end. It was a Brazilian was And it was all like bulletproof glass and then riot cops. And they were just green and yellow and everything else, the whole stadium was wow. yellow, yellow and blue. And I got in there, I couldn't believe it. There was fires going off, flares. And they were just singing, Boca, la Boca Rito, la Tirarata. So just singing their thing. And I was like, this is insane. This is so insane. I'm just... I am this random Australian yeah. dude, just like, what? I just popped, just put myself there. That's an experience. huge crowd of Argentinians, and they was just singing, and you just could not help but get taken away by the passion they had for the club, and just singing all their awesome, catchy, catchy songs. Yeah. And, uh, like, you just want them to win. I think they went down by two points or whatever. Yeah. But they were so passionate. The young guys next to me, yeah, they were, like, skitting out because it was their own goal. Yeah. They were, like, fuming the keeper. I don't know, man. That was wild. That was such... What a way to finish, though. It was, it was sick. It was a huge celebration because, legit, I went on the bus, back to my hostel, picked up my bag, yeah. got on the taxi, and then went to the airport yeah. and flew home. It was so cool. It was so cool. And I love Buenos Aires. I reckon that city's sick. I'd go back there. Heaps of plants, yeah. <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. Heaps of greenery all through the city. Froths on the gr- on the greenery. Froths on the greenery. That's cool. So many plants, so many green walls, so many like plants in bars and in shops, and um, apparently, well, there was this architect or a city designer who went through thirty years ago and said, well, all these plants are gonna, you know, flourish at this time and they're gonna be companions and whatever and. The yeah. boom just planted all these trees and like so many of the streets, boom, littered with trees and garden beds and stuff. And everyone's cool. on their balconies, got plants. Yeah. So, yep, that was it. What Rock a trip. series was the last one. We flew home and we just, I, I know I had a list of like 10 things that I had to do and I yeah. went and got them all done, son. Came home just fucking pumped. Yeah. Ready, I was ready to go back to work, tick off all these boxes, man. And I had my list and I got them done. You know, by the fifth week, I was ready to come home. I was like, I said to you, would you do you want to go home? Like, how yeah. cooked are we? We want to go back to work. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think, like, it was cool because I like, kind of got, I think that six weeks was good because I was looking forward to getting home, but also I was in Patagonia, so I was week. like, holy shit, I'm not going to, like, waste this. Double awesome feeling. Hey? So it was a good feeling because I was like, oh, I'm really ready to get home, but at the same time, like, okay, I've just got to be patient and enjoy this. Yeah. And, and that like big hike that last day and then yeah jumped on the plane and flew back up and I remember it got delayed so I mean I only had a couple of hours to wait before we jumped on the Santiago f- to Melbourne flight mm. which is you know 15 hours of oh wait where was it Argentina back to Buenos Aires oh, Buenos Aires back to Santiago sorry so we had yeah, two well, flights didn't we yeah, it was a really special moment for me when we got home because well I wasn't living in my flat and so I had my van I got a camper van here yeah and i just dumped my bag and i went to bed outside the warehouse here in yeah. my van <laughs> you've done that yeah how good is it bed on wheels i love it um and i just was lying in bed and it was normal time it was like midnight or yeah. something on friday and i remember just cracking up laughing so good to myself how good like look what you psycho did look you're a psycho <laughs> yeah. you just went hard for three years building a business and you left it alone for six weeks you went to the other side of the world yeah. did that trip and then home safe yeah all those amazing experiences and you're they're back. done yeah and now here you are safe and sound really wrong. fell apart and i was just i was just laughing mm-hmm. i love those moments where you just i did it the other day when i was looking at the floors and look like looking at the the, the double shop i've got built and i'm just you just feel a little crazy 
because you've made this thing in your head and out it comes, out it is, and you're just laughing at yourself. Because <laughs> it's so special to you. No one, no one, you're, in, you're in your own dream. Yeah. You know? It's just, I guess, we both run our own business. so No one's ever going to appreciate all the work and all the hard stuff. and all, and like, But then you no one gets to appreciate that feeling that you get when you just burst out laughing. You're like, this is incredible. <laughs> it's joy. It's pure joy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it kind of... Like we do it because we want to do it, and it's nice to have those feelings every couple of months or every. It was a every win, dude. It was a win. Yeah, and um, it's the simplest way to put it. It was just a win. Oh, it was a big win, dude. Yeah, and um, it fueled the travel bug. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to come back for two or three months, I think. And yeah, big trip to Europe. Went over again. Yeah, um, that was sick. Made uh, met my friends from the gong my friends from back home yep. and we jumped in a, a wagon four of us and just blitzed around the UK and just kept popping into amazing little towns in Britain ducking our heads under under the entrances to pubs because they were <laughs> so low and um, went to some amazing cities went to um, so much amazing places went to Scotland to this lock and we just the wilderness there the countryside was so beautiful and Ireland Man, like, I would go back there. That's another place that I would go. That's for sure. I'd go back to Ireland. We didn't go to Dublin, but it was nearby (laughs) Dublin. Yeah. And um, friendliest people, lush countryside, beautiful countryside. Mm. And Guinness, (laughs) it's the best drink, man. It's not, you don't drink Guinness here. There's no point. It doesn't taste good. But there's different. It's all a drink. Yeah. Just love the Guinness. Drank too much of it at the wedding. No problem, though. It was good. It was good as fuck. And met up with um, a couple of the crew we met over in South America. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Really cool to just be like, yeah, this is just like how we left off, you know. Tom and Mika in England, in Bristol, met yep. up with them. And then you saw Sasha. Sasha. Dude, that was sick. I love that, man. I was so glad that he was there because he wasn't going to be. I was yep. like, Switzerland. I've always wanted to go to Switzerland. <laughs> uh, when I'm there, I'll, I'll go to Switzerland. And he was there. And so he jumped in the car. And I, being the only one with the license, had to do all the driving. Which was fine, but it was all on the right-hand side of the road. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Dangerous for the first two hours, but yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, once you figure it out, you're right. Yeah. Have you done it? Yeah, uh, Hawaii. In Hawaii, yeah. Yeah. That, that was uh, going through the streets. Like, highways are fine. You, but yeah. going through the street And, like, one, Stopping and one, turning. one lanes. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, KP, you're going to have to, like, just just make sure I know I'm going on the right one. Because you just start, like, when, when you get to that autonomous level of driving, you start, yeah. like, okay, back to normal. Oh, wait, yeah. shit. Oh, dude, they were just, like, screaming in German. <laughs> what? Oh, fuck, I'm on the left-hand side. <laughs> but, uh, dude, Switzerland, Yeah. I just recommend that big yeah. time. For anyone traveling, for yourself, you get over to Europe. It's just the most amazing nature. It's so clean, man. Yeah. With all of the countryside, all lush green fields, Cute cabins with Swiss flags and baskets of flowers on the balcony. And um, then you've just got mountains that are so clean, like the rock faces of all the mountains and stuff you're driving past. Yeah. So clean because it's in this, you're basically in the Swiss Alps all the time. Amazing. So think, man. It's pretty cool. And then caught this, that was cool, really cool hanging out with Sasha. He wanted me to go to Bali last month and hang out with him. I just didn't have time or money. But yeah. Like, um, pretty sick making friends one side of the world and then going and seeing them again over there that's pretty cool I, um, I'm hanging out to, to catch up with all those guys next time I go away yeah we need to get them all to come to come here yeah 
I'd probably it's hard for him because Switzerland's not in the EU. He was like, when I come to Bali, man, I'm going to come to Australia too. <laughs> but yeah, no, they can't get their visa. It's not so easy. So yeah. Not in the EU. Yeah, that's a bummer. That was good. It was yeah, awesome. That's it. Um, now we're back in, back in business. Back in business. I've got another trip next year, but Yeah, where are you going? Well, went to Finland last uh, trip in Europe. Went yeah. to Finland, uh, re- rekindled some friendships there. It was awesome. We was talked really about cool. that on what? Number three. We talked about your first. Yeah. Podcast number three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just my friend Marty, he's doing so well. When I was there, you know, like what, half a decade ago or whatever, he yeah. was studying so hard, working so hard to get his job. Now he works for the government. He's actually uh, got a really good job. He's basically making decisions for what's getting taught in the schools. Yeah. So That's cool. he was doing geography and um, whatever else, psychology and stuff. He's got himself a good job. Owns a nice house, got two kids, two young boys, so cool, then. So really cool. happy for him. Yeah, He's getting nice. married in June. Awesome. So I figure, why not? Let's work hard until then. Good. Go over there, pay some friends another visit, and then see what other kind of major trek I could do. Because you could go from Finland's up in the top northeast. Mm. You could go across to St. Petersburg, take the Trans-Siberian Rail all the way through. That could be pretty Mongolia. cool. Listen to yeah. um, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History yeah. with Wrath of the Khans. You heard that? No, I haven't listened. I haven't, I've listened to bits of it. I haven't listened so to the whole good. thing, but so I dove into that towards the end of the South America Love trip. Mongolia. Yeah. I suppose yeah. when I end up on the other side, I might pop into Japan and come home. But yeah, nice. big trip. I mean, that's my philosophy. You go that far, spend as much time as possible. Make the most of it. But um, I've got to prep for that for sure. So. If anyone needs a nudge to travel, I hope hope they've got it. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's something else. It's just just perspective change, man. Like, yeah, it's so different. And like, we are so insulated here, like especially peninsula, but just in Australia. Yeah, man. There was times when I was in Europe, and I was, like some some of the cities, some of the um, places I was at, I was like, what are we even doing back there? It's, it's, these guys have more substance, so to speak. A lot more, a lot more history. History. We've only been here for a couple mm. hundred years. Yeah, I know. I was like, I... We kind of shat on all the history that was here, so... <laughs> yeah. We've got good nature, and we've got good weather, so embrace mm-hmm. that, enjoy that, but... Yeah, um... Going away, just, for me, it was like, it's easy. Like, just get on the plane, go over there, experience it, and come back. A little bit um, of planning, and then... Bit of planning, On your right. bike. Yeah. yeah. So... So, yeah, that'll be sick. That'll be a cool trip. I've got... I'm, maybe, if it happens, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll head back to Mayoko in Japan for two weeks in Jan. Cool. Spend a couple of days in Tokyo either side. Nice. But apart from that, I don't know. I think maybe end of, end of next year. You got all your goals one. lined up. I saw your big vision board. Yeah, I got a few things. A few week, things I want to tick off. There's a little bit of uh, ambiguity there, so I want to make that a little bit a little bit more nailed down what I actually want. But I think uh, like KP and I will probably look to move to Mornington sometime next year or two. Mm-hmm. Maybe tick that box and then go on a big holiday with her. Cool. Mm. Take her out of school for a bit. Yeah. Body teachers and their two-week holidays at a time. <laughs> she needs to run a business. So we can just take, go away for two months at a time wow. together. That'll be, yeah, that's it. You're lucky. It's def, it's, yeah, there's, there's definitely perks to it, and that's one of them. The freedom. You've got to work hard to, oh, to, to set it up, you know. Yeah. Obviously, when I'm here, things run a bit faster, so, um, but yeah, no, that's better. And wages yeah. and, and, and running the place. When you get a good, good team though, it good makes team. such a difference. I'll set it up. That'll all be, yeah, keen as mustard to see the boss go on again, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But, uh, Although, word on the street is they get a little more done without you. No, <laughs> that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, sick. So, um, yeah, way. business is uh, pumping. Got to take these little trips to get in. Get it just puts the fire in your belly, right? Yeah, it does. Mm. Mm. It was an awesome trip, man. Awesome couple of trips this year. Awesome year. I'm just ticking over four years now, 29th of November. Yeah, my exciting. birthday and voyage is fourth. So um, it's pretty much finished. It's been a long haul. Congrats. Um, yeah, thanks, man. We're well, at the point where like, now it's like, okay, now the real work starts. Yeah. Which yeah, is cool. Well, I've trained my team, got me equipment, I've got all the space, plenty of time for expansion. You know, like next door, it's studio space. Way till we're so busy, we needed a couple more machines and all yeah. our studio space has to move somewhere else. So. Yeah. Or like, um, you know, maybe, well, hopefully not. I love this joint, so hopefully I don't have to move. Um, but I just feel like I can I can slow down a bit and organically the whole business will just it'll, it'll keep me up to speed but um, I just I feel so stoked man I've achieved amazing things I'm proud of myself and um, yeah this year doing those couple of trips I just felt like an absolute champion as you should a lot of, lot of good self esteem come out of this year good you know? and um, learned a lot just like where I'm at good I'm stoked Mate, love your work. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, dude. Good chat. Yeah, fucking ace chat. Yeah, boy. <laughs>